Kelly and Kelly. Previously on This Sounds Serious. You know, next time you want help identifying a smell because your nose is too weak and mine is stronger, don't come to me. Don't come to me, okay? Jimmy Klein said missing woman Melissa Turner was his girlfriend, but later he changed his story. Do you know Melissa Turner? Uh, no. Why did you say you did? I made it up. After finding that Melissa and Jimmy may have known each other online, I found one comment that suggests they had plans to meet in the real world. Wow, I can't wait to smell that in person. See you soon. Smiley face. Not only did they know each other, but it sounds like they were, at the very least, on friendly terms, maybe even more. But the police never acknowledged any connection between the two. I mean, we send out bulletins to every police department in the region, but I don't know if anyone looks at them. They just pile up. It's This Sounds Serious, Missing Melissa, a CastBox original. For the past eight hours, I had been trying to get a hold of Jimmy by phone. No luck. Hey, it's Jimmy. Sorry, Mr. Call. I'm probably out swanging boxes around town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, leave a message after the... Jimmy, hi, it's Gwen. I know I just called, but... Um, I started to get the sneaking suspicion that he was avoiding me. Then, this happened. Hi, it's Jimmy. I'm not here right now, so leave a message. And uh, if you're the person who keeps calling me over and over, please stop. I can't talk to you on the phone. Um, Also, if you are the library calling, um, I can't come within 50 feet of there. So that's why I haven't returned the Pelican brief. And I don't know what to do about that. So uh, have a good day. Bye. He was ducking me, clearly. So I decided to talk to the person who knows him best. Hello. Hi, this is um, this is Gwen Radford. I'm just. Uh, can I oh. speak to Jimmy? Jimmy's at work, dear. Mayor Rhoda Day. And this conversation did not go as I expected. Um. Yeah, he delivers packages around town. It's a. Well, it's an all right job for him, I suppose. He seems to like it, and <laughs> it keeps him off the streets. Only I guess it doesn't actually put him on the streets. Anyway. She was friendly as ever but I got the sense she was trying to get me off the phone. But, you know, I do have to run in a minute. I'm expecting an email. Uh, okay, well, I just, I wanted to let you know that I found evidence that Jimmy did know Melissa Turner. Do you, do you know anything about that? Look, he, he did his time. He's out now, and I think we just need to move on, you know? Jimmy's been through a lot. And frankly, so have I. And Gwen... I don't know, but have you ever been an only child mother? And no. No, I didn't think so. It's a lot. No, I'm so sorry, sweetheart, but I really do have to go. I get that, and I respect your Ta-ta. time, Rhoda. I respect oh. your time, but I, I'm, I'm not worried about Jimmy right now. I'm actually just thinking about Melissa, and okay. I know that Jimmy might have some insight. Okay, he said her name, right? It was probably the last name he read on a wall or something before barging into that bank and then he just blurted it out, you know. I love Jimmy, but he's not the most creative person on the planet. His first dog was called Mommy because he was looking at me when he named it. 
no, I really do have to get going. Okay, so, okay. Uh, Rhoda, just but very, very, very quickly, very quickly, I need uh, to ask you this. Where were you on the day that Jimmy took the bank hostage? Oh, for peace. Where were you and, it was and a why Thursday, didn't you come and As help? I recall, I couldn't have been there to help him because I was at a town council meeting and those meetings are really long. We don't have a phones allowed in the room and mine was turned off and it was a long weekend and I guess I headed out of town for a break and I forgot to turn it back on. Okay. I want to stop the tape here because what I asked next and Rhoda's response changed my outlook on this whole story. In an instant, the folksy politician disappears and a different side of Rhoda emerges. Why would Jimmy say you killed her? I don't know, Gwen. Listen, sweetheart, I know that you are so desperate for a story, but you're shaking a chestnut tree, expecting to fill your basket with cherries. You follow? It's not going to happen. Now, I, I have a lot of cousins in this town, okay? Do you know who owns the motel you're staying in? My nephew. He's a motorcycle enthusiast, if you get my drift. So if I were you, I would stop asking questions and leave Tom Day, okay? Now, God bless, and bye-bye. And that was it. I was shocked that she'd so firmly shut the same door she had willingly opened for me. This was the ugly side of Rhoda that I'd been warned about. Something is up. Was Jimmy really telling the truth at the bank? Did she kill Melissa? You need to arrest the mayor, okay? She killed my girlfriend. Or is she covering something up to help her son? Jimmy has a wild imagination, and I just think it got away from him. If I can't get access to Jimmy, maybe I should take a closer look at Rhoda. But I think she has other ideas. I went out for lunch, and when I got back to the motel, I found all my stuff in the lobby. My bags, my clothes, my laptop, all in a pile. The clerk informed me that I'd missed my checkout time. I'm not, I'm not trying to cause any trouble here. I just, I've made this reservation. I have the confirmation email and I have a reservation until next Sunday. No, unfortunately not according to this. This is a recording I quickly made on my phone as the clerk tried to usher me out. The quality isn't great. If you are a guest here, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Well, I am a guest here. I have a reservation. Unfortunately, you don't, so... The clerk handed me a rock with a note tied to it. In black marker, the note read, Stay out of Tom Day. I was supposed to throw this through your car window, but it wasn't there. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, thanks. My producer Dave booked us rooms in a town about 45 minutes west. The whole way there, a black sedan was in our rearview mirror. When we slowed down to let it pass... It slowed down, too. Someone was trying to intimidate me. When we got to our new motel, it kept driving. The first thing I did when I arrived was look up Jimmy's dad. I remembered that Blaine from the karaoke bar said that's who would have the real scoop on Rhoda. So I called him. My name is Gordon Robert Klein, and I guess I'm best known as a folk music legend in the 70s, originally from Portland, and now I live in God's country, Detroit. And I'm Jimmy's father. Gordon isn't the most well-known singer-songwriter, but he actually had a sort of cult following in the late 70s with a song popular in the Northwest called Queen Mama Ant. Queen Mama Ant. 
He was warm and welcoming. He reminded me a bit of how Rhoda treated me at first. Rhoda. Oh, yeah. Rhoda was a direct descendant of Tom Day, uh, the, the trapper that the town's named after. And and she's actually a fourth-generation mayor of that place. Her father, her grandfather, and her great-grandfather, well, they were all mayors. So they're kind of a, a quacumbrant of mayors in her familial lineage. Uh, so that town's, you know, her, her entire world. That and Jimmy. When Jimmy was born, Gordon says Rhoda wanted to move home, and he said he would give up touring and get a job. And soon after... Rhoda took the natural step to go into politics. And while Rhoda's star was rising, Gordon says he struggled a bit living in Tom Day. It was real hard. You know, the entire town, and I mean the entire town, including Rhoda, they're completely distrustful of outsiders. So I, I was never really accepted. You know, if, if we would go to an event, everybody would kind of just glaze over me, kind of glass-eyed, like... They'd, they'd see right through me and, and talk to Rhoda. They'd say, oh, hi, Rhoda, you, you're here alone. Or, oh, Rhoda, how's that son of yours? You know, when, when are you going to settle down with a nice man? That, that kind of thing. And I was, I was literally standing right next to her. I'd be holding her hand. It was like I was invisible. I mean, I remember one time I was uh, holding little Jimmy in my arms and somebody on the street shrieked, you know, look, Jimmy's flying. You know, it started sort of a street panic, but it, it was incredibly unsettling uh, being named Gordon Klein in a, a town full of people that were named Day and only really cared to see another day. He's right. There are a lot of people named Day in Tom Day. About a third of the town, maybe more. And as you walk down the streets, you'll notice a fair number of businesses have Day in the name. Good Day Realty, The Day Buffet, Day Day and Johnson Lawyers, The Days Inn. All those people, especially Rhoda's immediate family, they're all smiles and handshakes, but they are just conniving and scheming. They'll get what they want, no matter what. Gordon, do you think that the days would ever hurt anyone? I don't, uh, I don't think so, no. No, that's, that's not their style. They just, you know, they just cut you out until you acquiesce. They shut you off. They ignore you. They pretend that you don't exist until you leave. You know, and after, after nine years of being there and, and how difficult it was, that's what I did. It was the hardest decision I ever made because because it meant leaving my beautiful boy behind. But I did it. I I actually wrote a song about leaving Jimmy behind. What color are your eyes, my boy? They are brown. 
Will I remember that when I leave town? And what is your name, my son? It's Jimmy Klein. I'll remember your name if you remember mine. And by the way, my name is Gordon. And I never spoke to Rhoda again after that. She isn't saying much. We were barely speaking when I left. You know, Jimmy and I had very limited contact when he was growing up. Then when I heard he was in prison, I was just devastated. I blame myself for giving him my last name. If he was Jimmy Day, life would have been different for him. Coming up after the break, we look into how Rhoda Day manipulated the system to get herself elected mayor. From the day she was born, just like her father before, Rhoda was being groomed to be the mayor of Tom Day. My name is Donald Ruggiero, uh, commonly known as Papa Don. Papa Don is also the city manager of Tom Day and has held this position for over 20 years. As you might remember, he was the one person that Jimmy demanded he speak to during the hostage situation at the bank. In his role as city manager, Papa Don is actually a great resource on the history of Rhoda's political career. So in 1994, when she ran for mayor against her father, Wilson Day, everybody knew it was a sham. It was a total fix. This is an archive video of Wilson Day giving a speech from the 94 election. He looks strikingly similar to Jimmy. Next Friday, when you go to the polls, ask yourself, Whose hands do I want on the steering wheel of this town? The soft, delicate hands of a young upstart with new ideas? Or the leathery old mitts of this salty old coot with the same old ideas that have always worked? Why fix what's broken? Did you catch that? Why fix what's broken? It may sound subtle, but many believe Wilson Day was trying to lose this election on purpose. You know, some dads throw a sweet 16 party for their daughter. Well, Wilson threw the election for his daughter. Here's another speech. This one at the local quarry, which was the town's largest employer. Now, my opponent has spoken about bringing new technologies to town. Well, call me old-fashioned. My idea of technology is rocks. Am I right? What can't rocks do? At another campaign speech, he wore pajamas and a bathrobe and acted as though his faculties were failing him. Some say my opponent, uh, Rhonda, Rhonda, Rhoda, Rhoda. Keep in mind, he was only in his mid-50s at this time. He's actually still alive today. Uh, where was I? Memory serves. And when voters went to the polls, it was a landslide victory for Rhoda Day. And he's, oh, there he is. Thank you, Daddy. The whole thing was a complete charade, and I, yeah, I just couldn't stand it. It made me sick to think of another generation of days running this town. 
So I decided to uh, run against her in 98. Papa Don announced his candidacy in front of a news crew and a few supporters outside of his restaurant. I've uh, fed your mouths now for over 20 years with pizza. And now I want to feed your brains with guidance. I wanted that to end with a little bit more pizzazz, but that's the speech. You can go ahead and clap now. Rhoda's campaign, on the other hand, was centered on the idea of bringing a Palm Pilot factory to Tom Day, which meant new investment, new jobs, and a new highway through town. Palm Pilot was a, a new company at the time with lots of promise. I mean, it was the hot thing. I, I don't know. Do you remember those? Uh, they, they, it was an electronic device that you could take notes on a, a calendar or an organizer. It was it was very much like a smartphone. But it didn't have a camera or games or internet or it wasn't even a phone. But she was campaigning on bringing them to town and that we would be done with the quarry. Here's Rhoda in 98 at a high school football game halftime. Rhoda won in another landslide in 1998. Yeah, I got creamed. Uh, it was very bad. I got exactly three votes. Uh, I voted for myself. My wife voted for me. And honestly, I think the third vote was from Rhoda. Just a little F you. But you could uh, tell pretty quickly that the Palm Pilot thing wasn't going to happen. More fallout today after news of a new Palm Pilot factory not coming to the town of Tom Day. State officials have announced they have abandoned plans to expand Highway 26 through the town. I mean, I, I remember seeing people walking around with flip phones and thinking, well, that's pretty cool. Doesn't look like Palm Pilot's going to be building a factory anywhere anytime soon. Rhoda kept winning elections, but the town was shrinking. No factory meant no new jobs and no new highway. Now is the time when we, the people of Tom Day, need to band together and to hell with everyone else. Okay? We have Tom Day in our veins. In 2009, Rhoda got this wild idea to throw a, a big music festival here in town. It was just foolishly ambitious. Coldplay, Fallout Boy, Green Day, Memorial Day weekend at the Tom Day Quarry. Rock at the Rock, over 50 acts and seven stages. An outdoor comedy tent featuring Dane Cook. Come rock with us at the Rock, only $54.95. You know, it was crazy because we're a village. We usually do you know, children's festivals with two or three clowns maximum. It was just nonsense. Councilman Phillips has the floor. This is an archival recording of a town council meeting about the festival. The first voice you'll hear is the town treasurer, who is also Reserve Officer Phillips, who you might remember was the negotiator at the bank heist. I'm sorry, I just don't understand what you want me to do. We have $22 in our account right now, Rhoda, that's it. And I need to go pay for the rental vans right now. I'm meeting the rental van guy right now. I have to pay him. 
Well, then go meet Van Guy, and you suck up to him if you catch my drift. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're suggesting. <coughs> I, I think that the mayor is suggesting that you go to the rental van guy and suck up to him. No, Mr. Manager, I don't understand. But Officer Phillips, I think you understand and stop being coy. Please, just do what you need to do. Yes, suck up. Goes without saying that we had to cancel the festival and, and thank God that we got our damage deposit back. But I, I feel real bad for Officer Phillips, you know, doing what he had to do for the team. But we did get the rental vans, great vans. A few months after the festival was canceled, Tom Day made a bid to host the 2010 Oregon Games. Yeah, I mean, that was, seemed like a viable way to get some income into our city, you know, an actual realistic thing to do. But Rhoda was so defeated from the music festival thing not working out and the, the Palm Pilot factory failing that she just stopped looking outward for any way to grow our city. And in many ways, she just kind of gave up, I think. Tom Day was among the three towns that made the shortlist to host the games. You know, the mayor of, of each town was supposed to make a speech as to why their town should host the games. We spent long hours working on a speech for Rhoda to give, and, and then when the time came for her to give it, uh, I don't know, it was, it was weird. I come here today as a passionate supporter of the Oregon Games. In the speech, Mayor Day gives a list of the town's weaknesses as though she were building up to hammer home their strengths. Now, some say we are a very small town with a dwindling population. Some say we lack the infrastructure to provide venues for these games. Some say we would be unable to house our visiting athletes, much less the thousands and But thousands as the speech goes on, the list of weaknesses stretches out longer than expected. And maybe... Maybe we are kidding ourselves when we ask you to give us this opportunity against your better judgment. And just when it seems like she's about to give the counterpoint. And it's true. Some people would have you believe we're just a backward town with no future. Thank you. The speech ends. It was a two-page speech. And it was like she intentionally just left out the second page. Rhoda later claimed that she lost the second half of the speech. But Papa Don has a different theory. You know, when she became mayor, she was supposed to usher in some outside investment, really, you know, to put Tom Day on the map. But now I think she just wants to cut us off from the outside world. I mean, we're not even on Google Maps, for Christ's sakes. Look for yourselves. Ordinarily, I wouldn't include this much one-sided criticism in the podcast. Papadon clearly doesn't like the mayor. I mean, yeah, we get that. But I chose to keep it in because this is when he shared a piece of information that completely changed everything. Here's the thing. At one time, she might have been a good mayor, but she's not anymore. I mean, she stopped coming to town council meetings like nine or ten years ago. I mean, she hasn't been to a town council meeting since 2009. That completely contradicts Rhoda's alibi about where she was during the hostage situation. I couldn't have been there to help him because I was at a town council meeting and those meetings are really long. 
next time on This Sounds Serious. Do you still have the diary? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. But when I met him in person, there was a coldness to him. I will find you, Felice. I'll sniff you out. Are you feeling guilty about what you did? No, I didn't do anything. That's right. You don't admit to anything. 